It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1207 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland. It's Tuesday evening, March 29th, and I am joined by my friend, colleague, writer at Uprock Sports, Diamond Uprocks, Reformed Hawks Observer, Robbie Callen. Hello, sir. What's going on, man? It's time. Uh, I've, it is. I, I don't, it is. I don't bug man. you. I don't bug you a lot on this podcast. Uh, you do other things, and uh, you covered the Hawks <sighs> enough for both of us <sighs> at one point. But um, we're here to talk about some specific topics. Uh, I want to talk about all NBA stuff in a minute yeah. because – I feel like it's always in the discussion. Right. I've mentioned it a few times, but you know, there's the NBA, there's the MVP talk, which has dominated life in the last like, I don't know, three months. Sure. And then there's the secondary discussion about all NBA. And frankly, uh, the only awards consideration the Hawks have on any level is Trey Young all NBA. So, and it's also hugely impactful. So like, it's not like just a segment necessarily like, because it's tied to his contract, it's going to be a big deal. And, People keep asking me every day about all NBA stuff for Trey. And before I we sort of get into like the candidates mm-hmm. uh, and who he's competing with, I just want to like get into what he's done this year because this there's this discussion about the Hawks and you know it's it's kind of hard to make all NBA when your team's 500 basically, um, but also he's been like individually outstanding very right. very clearly. So I I mean you're not you're not a voter yet. Hopefully you will be at some point, Robbie. No, but, uh, I won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to be a voter. So here's the thing: is like I don't want to be a voter. Like I, I have no desire to have that. Like because, like you said, like it's tied to contracts. It's I don't, insane. I don't want anything to no. do with that. Like don't. Well, that there, there's that whole discussion about like how crazy it is that that's still the case. I mean, and and, and by the way, the league and the players. I was gonna say the, me, to the media didn't ask that. I did not ask for this. Like I know we have a bunch of friends that vote, and you know people take it seriously because if you have a vote, take yeah. it seriously. It matters a lot. Yeah, too. but nobody nobody wants it to dictate contracts. Like no. the fact that Trey's, you know, it's it's like a thirty million dollar gap for Trey Young, yeah. whether he makes third team All NBA this year or doesn't make it, he could finish seventh among guards and yeah. lose lose quote unquote thirty million dollars. That's an, that's actually insane <laughs> when you think about it. Yeah. Um, but you know, Trey himself obviously has the numbers. Like I think as of today, he's like second in total points and first in total assists for the season. Yeah. Top four in points and assists. Like usually those are kind of lock all NBA numbers. And if he had those numbers last year, he would have made it. And this would have been uh, kind of a lesser discussion, but honestly, the way that I would frame this is that Trey's having his best season of his career, like pretty easily. And in my mind, it's not his fault that the Hawks are where they are. I mean, obviously he's part of the team. Could he have been better in in certain, certain moments? Sure. But are you okay? Like as someone who has to observe this stuff and talk about this stuff, like, do you, how much do you weigh? Like if, you, if somebody made you do a fake all NBA ballot, would you, would you weigh winning like a lot? Cause you know, that's one of the things about this that makes it so interesting is that some voters are like, you know, you must be on a good team. And others are like, if you're awesome, you're awesome. Yeah. I, the thing is, it's, 
I think it comes in to, it's going to be a factor um, in some way. Like I don't think the Hawks have been necessarily bad, bad enough to like preclude him from the conversation. Like, I think that's the thing is like, you know, they're, they're right around 500. They haven't been uh, the team that we necessarily thought they would be. But like you said, like, I I think anybody who's, who's been able to watch the team knows that that's not really uh, a tray issue. Um, So I don't think it precludes him, but I, I, I certainly think it comes into play when you're talking about his case against a Devin Booker, a Chris Paul, when you're kind of trying to, figure out where the stats versus impact comes in um, and situation factors into that. And so I think it's, it's going to be a tough thing to kind of parse because it, like, is Chris Paul all NBA? I, I think the injury probably helps Trey in that regard, in yeah. that argument, in the fact that Chris Paul just missed a month and a half. Um, so he probably falls all about, but like, I think Booker has to be on there. Um, and then you've got, just like it, part of it's like the guard positions are so hard this year it's because so many guys took his up. So like you have locks like Jaws a lock. Like that's that's a I think so too. Even with like fifty whatever it is, like 55, 57 games, I think he's I think he's gonna make it pretty clearly. And I think Steph's gonna make it too, like very obviously gonna make yeah, it. Yeah, and Luca's gonna be Luka's a, gonna a lock. It. So that's three that, that's three, and I think Booker's Booker's, Booker's definitely Booker, a lock now think, because of how Book good is. they are. Yeah, and because of how how his production jumped up with Chris Paul, with Paul. out, I think that helps. Him. So you're talking about, I think that's four spots. I think there are four locks. I agree. I think that's four that you can, you can put in. And then now you're talking about, okay, like, is it, it's Trey versus the two bulls guys, which DeRoz- it's still like, preposterous that DeMar DeRozan's a guard. Like that's, uh, the, we talked about this when we were doing <laughs> all-star. He hasn't played guard. He doesn't play all. like at all this season. Um, he's like, he's played as much guard as Nicole Jokic has played forward this season, which is, I, I which mean, is zero. It's, uh, yeah, it's but no, I mean it's it's really interesting because like you mentioned, that you have the four the four locks what we think are locks, but mm-hmm. I think Booker wasn't necessarily a lock until like a month ago, a couple weeks sure. ago maybe, and now agree. it feels like there was a discussion I heard today from smart people that were like Booker on first team, and it's like whoa, we have gone from like Booker like maybe third team to being like a first team. Comp- well, it's because anyway. it, it's because. It's the Suns factor, right? Oh, like sure. it's it's the they're the best team in the league. And for a long time it was like, okay, Chris Paul's the guy. Like going into the all-star break, I think before the injury, everybody was like, is Chris Paul fifth on the MVP ballot or whatever? And now it's Booker has taken that spot. Which is and, that makes sense. He's and played it, it more. Does, yeah. and he's mean, been great. I mean, six games. Like they're yeah, they've they've been football. unbelievable. They, they might win 66, 67 games, and that's just yeah. like rarefied air. They have like a nine game lead on the field right now. It's I have no problem with with rewarding him. I mean, it's just yeah. interesting because like if you go by the numbers, and we'll we can sort of dive in a little bit here, I sure. guess. But um, the counting stats are obviously awesome for Trey, yeah. and even the advanced numbers. Like he's. I think he's fourth among guards in EPM, and I think he's second or third in Raptor. Like if that matters to you, and I'm sure some voters will have it matter, some some won't. But it's just kind of hard. But, I mean, buddy, that's not that's not my realm, right? Well, I, I know. I'm just I'm just laying it out. Yeah, uh, no, I, I don't. And then, really, honestly, the only if you're trying to sort of form the knocks against Trey, and, and this is not my knocks, but mm-hmm. the way that you could do it is like, of course, the defense. You know, yeah. if, if people don't like the defense and it's not good and I've long thought now that it's not as bad as people think it is because he's a point guard and it's just like you can't be that bad, but it is bad. I mean, he is the worst defender of the of the candidates. Maybe maybe like old school DeRozan or old school Levine were as bad, but I think they're just not quite as bad and their team has been better defensively. So maybe Harden if you want to go way down the list, but I think Harden 
for me, oh, he's not he's even not, a candidate. He's not honestly. Not he's not like he's on my long list to just like mention his name, but like sure. I think he's not really a candidate. So there's that, and the Hawks record, obviously, which we talked about. But even the net rating, like in in years past, the Hawks have been a lot better with Trey on the floor than off the floor, sure. which isn't really the case this year. And I'm not sure what that really accounts for. I mean, I, I can tell you that it's because of the defense, because the Hawks basically muck it up when they play the line right. They play slow. They, they grind it out. They, they play defense. And they've actually been able to really hold up okay without him this year, which is different for yeah. sure. So there's all of that. And then we'll get into it, but like there's the, the, the ticket splitting. So I, I made the joke a second ago about Jokic playing forward, but I think really – if we're getting into this, the biggest factor in whether Trey makes the All-NBA is who gets voted at guard and who's not voted at guard. Right. Because there are like, there are candidates that are like, like for instance, our mutual friend Kevin Arnovitz, who we love from ESPN, did this podcast with, with Zach Lowe, where he mentions LeBron at guard, like extensively. <laughs> and like, he's probably going to be eligible or maybe eligible at guard. Like, we don't really know. I, I, LeBron's played more center than oh, I agree this year. But like, he, like, he, I don't, like, I don't I think mean, you can. I, I totally agree with you. LeBron like, at guard doesn't make any sense to me. Like I, I love K. No, I no, I'm, I'm with you. That, and I, that doesn't. I think it's just. I think it literally is just this simple. I think there's this philosophy this year, which is this is more of an NBA overarching thing. But that's why you're here. Is like, you know, because there's this movement to get Jokic and Embiid on. Right. People are like almost encouraged to ignore positions as much as they possibly can. And if you go on the list, if you try to do that and then have Giannis at forward, if you feel like like this this is this was this wasn't Kevin, but somebody else that I trusted, I was I can't remember who it was, was like, what about Jason Tatum? If you want to get Jason Tatum on, can you put him on? Can you put him at guard? Can you put uh like can, can you put obviously DeRozan is the one we mentioned before? And I'm not saying that you should do that, right. but I don't know what how far it's gonna go. Well, and there's this the, whole thing about it. Like, the I'm fascinating gonna... thing with that is like you better be on the same page with every other voter, or you're going to end up screwing these guys off the ballot. Well, like, right. And they, I, I guess what happened last year? Who did it? It was Tatum. It was Tatum. Tatum got screwed off last year. He was very mad about it too, because like he would have gotten on if they had the. And listen, this is just a philosophical thing at this point. Like I, I don't really care about positions versus no positions. Sure, but. My whole thing is like, if you're going to have positions and at this moment for this year, they have positions. Right. Can we just not make them preposterous? Like I understand wanting Jokic and Embiid to get on. I, I get it. But like those guys are not also, forwards. They're just also, not. Like, I just like, there's not, you don't get more money for first team. No. It's like, all you don't same. get like there's so like we we've had this debate about it's the history. I, <laughs> That's the, I mean that's that's the number one argument. Seriously, that's the, that's the argument everybody's making. It's like, well, but and on the other side of that, like if you go back to previous you know generations, like no one was putting Bill Russell on the forward line in NBA. Like right. they were voting him against Wilt, and that or you're voting Hakeem against David Robinson, or you pick Shaq against whoever at center. Like you've got Hakeem to choose and David Robinson. Right, like, you got to choose. It is what it is. Like, right. but I, I think that there is enough of a groundswell where, like, I'm kind of expecting them to figure out a way to get Jokic and beat on now, and I don't know what's going to happen. But I just like I don't. Yeah, I, I I mean maybe they can do that, but like I think once you start tinkering with LeBron and Tatum, it just has and, like and other those, ramifications. Like, yeah, I mean, but like it pushes everything like, down. It pushes everything down, but like I, I don't see how you end up. Also, who's going to be the fourth center if you do that? Uh, Who would that be? Towns, Gobert or Towns, one of those uh, two. Town, well, town, I can see Towns. Towns has right. been really good, and their team. I, I would, I would be fine with Towns. But yeah, like, no, I mean, so it, it really is forwards. So, it really is so, a forward thing. 
honestly. Like, if you go down the list of forwards, yeah. it gets kind of light pretty quickly. Like, it's yeah. you got Giannis and KD, who actually has a game displayed kind of thing. Yeah. Then you have LeBron and DeRozan and Tatum, Tatum and that's five. And that's if you, and that's if you have and that's if you have DeRozan at forward. Yeah. Which people might not vote him at forward, yeah. as we've seen. So no, I mean we'll we're gonna vote somebody this. for it. Like I don't know. Yeah. I know he doesn't. I know he doesn't really play it, but like you could. If you want to fudge something, put Luca as a forward. Luca's a forward. No, I agree. That that's what I. Before you make He's a point forward. Before you make LeBron or Tatum a guard, make Luca a forward. Move Luca. To forward. I totally agree. Like that's. Um, all right, before we keep going on this, yeah, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to ask you about some head-to-head stuff. Uh, a word from our sponsors real quickly. We'll be back with more on all NBA stuff. NBA Top Shot is the official licensed NFT of the NBA. Connect with the passionate community of NBA fans across the globe and build your collection with favorite moments from NBA history. NBA Top Shots feature what NBA fan them looks like. It's part trading cards, part stock market, part fantasy sports with a built-in loyalty program along the way. And NBA Top Shot has evolved really trading cards because it makes it easier to buy, sell, and trade by removing the hassle of card grading, shoe boxes, and binders. By 24 for 7, Peer-to-peer marketplace lets you scroll through all of your favorite players and teams. And once you find the moment you were looking for, you can buy it in just a couple of clicks. I hear all the time, like, why you would buy something and then you can just watch on YouTube for free. I tell those people, it's not just about watching the highlight. It's about having ownership in the market of one of the NBA's greatest moments. And owning NBA Top Shot moments can give you access to unviable once-in-a-lifetime experiences. If you sign up to, for Top Shot today, the best way to get yourself started is to actually get a starter pack, pull a moment of superstar like LeBron or KD or Trey Young if you are an Atlanta Hawks fan or star rookies like Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, etc. for just $9. Sign up today at LockedOn.NBATopShot.com. That's LockedOn.NBATopShot.com. Do you realize why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. Do not let your corporations get money out of your pocket because of their own greed. Instead, download Truebill to control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app. Helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't want, don't need, or even forgot about entirely. And on average, save it to $720 per year using Truebill. Truebill makes things incredibly simple when it comes to canceling subscriptions, and that's really important because companies will make it very hard to cancel on purpose. Link your accounts together, Truebill will cancel those unwired subscriptions at just one tap. As someone who manages a ton of subscriptions, because I have lots of sports stuff to keep up with in my life, I can tell you that Truebill is absolutely awesome, and I recommend it. It has two, more than 2 million users, and Truebill has helped even more people save up more to than $100 million. Do not fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnMBA. Go right now to Truebill.com slash LockedOnMBA. It could save you thousands each and every year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnMBA. All right, Robbie, let us... Continue here because like we got into it a second ago, but yeah. you know, you have the locks you have, I think aside from positional weirdness, sure. The competitors for Trey, it looks like to me are the bulls guys you mentioned, yeah. Donovan Mitchell and yeah. Chris Paul. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's those five guys for probably two spots. Now, maybe they, maybe they could, maybe they, they, maybe they go the other way and get Luca on the forward line. But I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think so either. I think he's gonna be a guard. So like, and this is what honestly to make a big picture again for a second, people ask me, and my general response is, I think Trey should make all NBA, but I am not convinced he's going to. Yeah, because of the way that it breaks down, both in like public sentiment. You know, he finished. He got a vote in the straw poll from our friend Tim Montemps today, but it was a fifth place MVP vote. He's not really getting the discussion. He's in the discussion. Like Zach and Ka talked about Trey. Like he's he's on the board, but. Yeah. Just the numbers game is what it is. Like if, if you start fooling with the numbers or yeah. the positions, it gets tight in a hurry. And I think people like to vote for Chris Paul because of the, because yes. of the Suns. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's I, on a better team than the, than, the, than Trey Young is. There's lots of stuff. Yeah, I, I think what's going to help Trey are, are a couple things. It's one that that Chris Paul missed enough time that it's possible that he just 
won't make it. Like he's missed yeah. much more time. Than, he, he was like, he was a lock a month ago, and now he's not. Yeah, then you know, John and those guys, John Steph. Like, although Steph, I think Steph makes it, but like he's, he's, he's also gonna, about to miss the same amount. Of games. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's make gonna it. make it. I, I, I mean, I people, people I, I almost forgot this too, but like Steph was. I believe leading the first MVP yeah, straw poll. Like I don't as, like, as as a voter in the Tim Bond Thompson <laughs> straw poll, who doesn't have a vote. So a reminder: that the MVP straw poll doesn't necessarily touch on all the voters. It's close. I'm though. not a voter. It's, it's good. Um, it's no, it's it's good. It's a great. It's a great it's indicator, just, but it's just, it's it is weird. weird. But no, it, Tim's it, my boy, so he texts me. I think that like, Steph. Right, sure. <laughs> yeah, I think that Steph is a lock just because of like you know if you go down. I've tried to research a little bit of this stuff and listen to things. Nobody's leaving Steph off. I don't think maybe he could, maybe, maybe he goes to yeah. third team. I could see that potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see him going out of the top six because the Warriors are obviously still going to have a good record. He's also right. Steph. Like there's that, there's that halo effect with LeBron and Steph where like, you're just sure. going to vote for them. That's just what it is. Sure. KD is the same thing. Like you could argue against KD on games played, but he's also Kevin Durant. Like he, he's going to go on. He's going to be team. healthy. He'd be in the MVP. That's what I'm saying. So, same with stuff. So you, right. I, I really do think like I was talking about this um, with a friend that we both know that I won't name, um, but it was like it really you have to argue on behalf of Trey, and he's got to be ahead of at least one of Mitchell or Paul. Because for me, I don't know how you feel about this. I think he has clearly been better than Levine and DeRozan. I really do. Now, and I think the that falling I think apart. Chicago's. I was gonna say Chicago's downturn. Well, and let's say with the Jazz, like the Jazz. Yes are not what they were. So I don't think there's necessarily the, the feeling that you have to put Donovan Mitchell on. Um, you yeah. There, there's there's get, seven like, games ahead of the Hawks, but that's not that much. I mean, no, that you have to get a jazz man on. Like I just like to say jazz man. I uh, really hate jazz man as a, as I, I totally disagree. I think it's great. Fine. I think we need that's more really weird names. Uh, uh, that's an interesting take from you, but I, I disagree. Strong strong take. Strong. Uh, but no, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think if the Jazz were the three seed in the West, Mitchell yes. would feel like he was going to be ahead of Trey. Yes. So there's some stuff breaking his way, as much as we sort of couched it with like all the obstacles. Well, it's tough you, because it's such a deep pool, and you like it you is. said there's four locks. It's not but... over yet either. I mean, if the Hawks were to like finish six and one down the stretch and get get into the eight seed mix, like that's going to help them too. I think if they win 43, 44 games versus winning 40, 41. It, but it may not matter on the standings, but that does matter for all of them. It probably shouldn't matter, but it mm. probably does. Like it's easier to vote for Trey if he's not five, 41 and 41 than if he's 44 and 38 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it and just, and even just like not being the 10th seed. Like yeah. I think there's like, the, like, do you really want to vote for the guy on the 10th seed? Like, I, I think that's, that's a thing that's going to come into play for some of these, these, as, as stupid as it might seem, like literally just jumping Charlotte. And, they would probably help them. Yeah. Be, or especially being top eight, like, especially because like, I still think in the minds of a lot of folks, top eight is still playoffs. It's playoffs. Like you still think of that as being the playoff tier. Um, even though I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a nine, one of the nine or 10 seeds in the East ends up in. Well, as um, crazy as this is, the Hawks would be the eighth seed in the West right now. Yeah. By two games. Which is kind of crazy, but that's that's true. They'd be they would be the eighth in the West. And the West is usually a lot better than the East, and that's not been the case this year. Is um, um it also helps Trey that the Cavs fell off, so there's not the Garland push. Yeah, I mean I, I made a long list originally that I referenced earlier that included like Drew Holiday and yeah. Harden and Darius Garland, and I'm like, 
I can't see any of these guys, LaMelo, like those guys aren't going to make it over Trey. I don't think no. that would be, that would be insane. Number one. I, I think Garland's been great this year, but yeah. Trey is just a lot better. No, yeah. no, I got you. Um, and Fred Van Vliet, like early in the year, there was some Van Vliet talk. And I think he's given away to Siakam as a candidate. Like Siakam's yes. a real candidate for that last spot at forward, I think. Yes. And Van Vliet's really not. So I think it really does come down to the guys we lay it out there. And that that's why I, if it was me, I would I would have I would have Trey on because I really do think that he has been better than Mitchell, and mm-hmm. I think he has been better than, than, than the Bulls guys. I'm not sure that's going to all be uni- unanimous from everybody, and I, I'm yeah. sure it won't be. It's going to be close. Yeah, I have a hard time like actually projecting whether he's going to make it or not. I know that I would vote for Trey because I think if you look at the numbers, especially yes. like Trey's numbers are unbelievable. I think he's been really really. I, it's going to sound crazy. He's been I think markedly better this year than he was last year in, reg- in the regular season, which. This may sound crazy, but I watch him every minute of every game. I think he's been much better this year than last year. In the I mean, the, the the stats back it up. I mean, obviously, you watch more Trey Young than anybody um, out there. So I, I would agree. I, I do see the pitfalls, but I do yeah. think the Bulls falling apart is helps. huge. Time helps. Yep. Is huge. If, um, they, if they were a top three seed, I would feel, I would feel like DeRozan uh, was a lock because he was yeah. like – I mean, six weeks ago, DeRozan felt he like was a in, I mean, he was he was in the like I had him top five MVP like hold, when we did the straw poll. I, I thought you were about to go with the dreaded in the conversation. Uh, the worst, the yeah. worst, the worst thing in the world, the in the conversation. He was he MVP. was in, he was here's the thing. Like I, I love doing this though <laughs> because like I love this because you have to vote for five guys. It's hard. And it's hard. Like, there's three guys that you yep, know. There is. There's three guys that actually have a case for the award. And then you get to this point where it's like in the conversation and it's just people that you want to like, be like, Hey, like good season. Well, Trey like, got a fifth really place vote it. today in the, in the, in the poll. And I think that's actually defensible. People are like, well, how does he get, I'm like, look, I could make a case. I'm not saying I would vote for Trey fifth, but I could pretty easily make the case. The one thing that I pointed out on Twitter, people got mad at me in Memphis, as you might imagine, someone voted for Josh second in the straw poll. And yeah, I was like, outrageous. that is, that's indefensible. I'm not even picking on Josh. Josh has been awesome this year. I don't care about them. I mean, it's obviously impressive. They've been great without him. But, like, to to have a vote, in, even in that straw poll, and be like, John Morant, too, like, you've lost your mind. That, that's a, that's just a ridiculous vote. But, like, for me, the the pool for MVP, which kind of feeds into All-NBA, all, all for four and five, is extremely wide open. Like, you can make a case oh, yeah. like 12 guys. I mean, I did uh, – I had Tatum and Booker, four or five. That, for that's me. defensible. I mean, like, I think Tatum, I mean, I Booker – you know, uh, Ja would be right there. Tatum, Booker, Ja, Luca, because the Mavs are fourth now in the West. <laughs> and they're uh, about to be just knocking they, on the three up on third. Yeah, I mean, they might finish third. Uh, might, I think all those guys are reasonable candidates. I think, like, like yeah. I said, Trey has better numbers than some of those guys do. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. you go for him, but like, yeah, I think. And Giannis yeah. is obviously a pretty clear third. Um, and we're, yeah, I mean, we're like, higher. Giannis is uh, just, I know, like, I know, like all the discussions been on the top two, but Giannis is ridiculous. <laughs> so good, dude. Uh, and like the Bucks have gotten better, which helps his case. Like, it's tough. Like the Embiid thing's tough because like the Sixers are just like treading water, and there's there when the when the Sixers don't look good, it's like such a high profile thing right now that like you don't miss the games. Because everybody wants to see how this hardened thing is working out. I think the thing, you know, it was, it was I wasn't worried about Embiid's production when Harden got there being knocked as far as his MVP case. But it's a matter of like, okay, now everybody expects you to be winning. And when you don't, and especially when the team looks bad, 
like that is a knock on his MVP case. Yeah. Uh, the way that Jokic doesn't get right now and Giannis doesn't even get right now. Um, so many eyes are trained, but on the same, at the same time, you get a game like tonight where they're playing Giannis in the Bucks. Embiid having a big night obviously is is a chance to make another statement. But um, yeah, as we're recording, by the way, it's tied. So I have no idea what's going to happen in this game, but it's tied in the final minute. So ooh, there's that. Um, spicy. It is pretty spicy as we record, especially what time we're recording. It's like nine thirty p.m. on uh, on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I, to kind of sum up the All NBA thing, and then we'll move on. I, I really do think that for you know, it really is still unclear both in like how it's going to go. And even it could change in the next week and a half. Like there's still 10 days or so remaining. If Trey finishes with a flourish and they finish, you know, six and one, that would definitely help. If the Hawks finish, like you said, in the 10 spot and they, you know, finish four and three down the stretch and he's kind of quiet, that might not, that may not help him very much. And there's also, this is a whole rabbit hole that will not go down right now. There's also that uh, conflicting uh, thing where, you know, Hawks fans obviously want Trey to have all NBA, but it actually, kind of helps the Hawks if he doesn't make it, which is, uh, that's the craziest thing about all, which I honestly, which I hate. I hate that. No, it's, it's terrible. We talked about that early at the very beginning of this discussion. Like the fact that the Hawks are quote unquote better off if he doesn't make it is outrageous. No, that should not be a thing. Yeah. They need to fix the supermax. Next CBA designation. They need, they need to fix where like, if you're going to have the supermax, like the difference should be set aside in some non-tax something. Like, yeah, if you, if you, you really wanted to, right? You shouldn't. You should be able to give them that, and the extra amount per year shouldn't be charged to your tax bill. Or something whatever. like, like that. that shouldn't yeah. count towards reaching the the tax. Because for line. the Hawks, that's what it is. I mean, at this point, they're so far over the cap, but like, no, that six million could be another guy on their bench at some yeah. point that Tony Russler doesn't sign because of tax because it's an 18 million dollar tax bill right and that hurts your team building so anyway i I, I agree i think i think they need to they need to that's the reform maybe more than anything like i've tried to figure i think it's just make that money not count towards the tax and and that would be such a big difference and i think teams would be more willing to give those things out um and I, i i think it would not like you said inhibit teams from from building around those guys which is the entire point of having it is you want these places to be able to build around their own homegrown talent. yeah and have the guys stay and you know not that trey's gonna stay or leave based on that money but like it would be helpful to put it in his pocket and he's earned it he's been fantastic so yes all right before we get to some other stuff about the east and the play-in and playoff uh, look ahead stuff they were from our sponsors on the podcast the auto world has so many mixed models these days it's basically impossible for your local chain store to stock all of the car and truck parts that you could possibly need and even if they had them, do you really want to actually endure all the questions for the person behind the counter that just wants to sell you the brand that their warehouse happens to carry and that they're trying to promote? Instead of that, you can actually have access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket, and that is a much better option. Why spend more for the exact same parts at a chain store or dealership when you can order them at rockauto.com? Rockauto.com has been a business serving customers for more than 20 years, and Rockauto's prices are reliably low for each and every customer. They have everything you could possibly want or need for your car or your truck. That includes brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even carpet. RockAuto.com is the website that you want to go to see all the parts available for your car or your truck. When you get there to RockAuto.com, right locked on in the box that you asked how you heard about RockAuto.com so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league – 
helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Robbie, before I let you get out of here, the Hawks, as we sort of discussed a second ago, um, are in that 9-10-8 mix. As of tonight, they are a half game behind the Hornets. The Hawks have a very, very winnable game on Wednesday. (laughs) They're going to be double-digit favorites um, on the road in Oklahoma City. The Nets are currently playing as we speak against the Pistons, and that's crazy, but this game is very, very close. I would assume the Nets will win, but that's not a given. Uh, And listen, I've said for a while the highest realistic number the Hawks get to in the East is the eight seed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're technically not dead in the pursuit of seven. They're four games behind the Cavs with, with seven to play. And the Cavs are uh, in free fall with some injuries, but mm-hmm. still, I think you're realistic. You're trying to get to the eight seed. Yeah. Uh, but let's just assume for a second, the Hawks are in the nine ten because I think they're probably going to be, that's the likeliest spot for them against yeah. Charlotte in some yeah. form. It obviously helped to have home court um, as the sort of way to get into this. I've been saying for a while, I, I think the Hawks are just better than the Hornets, but obviously they've been very similar this season overall. Do you, what do you make of that matchup? Like I, I, for me, it might just be home court and as to who you, as to who you pick in that game, sure. but I think the Hawks are like slightly better, but they've also been so bad on the road that it might just be a coin flip. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you definitely want that game at state farm. Um, it's 14, interesting because no, sorry. Yeah. 14, 23 on the road this year. That's not good. That's no. not what you want. Um, it's interesting because like the Hornets are playing really good ball right now. Like I think yeah. early in the season, like I would have been a hundred percent on board with saying like the Hawks would be favored in that game, even if they're kind of limping in or whatever. Um, but they've started to play like, they're not, they're not a good defensive team. Like, don't get me wrong. Like the Hornets are still a below average defensive team, but like they've started to kind of like piece some things together. Um, they've figured out how to make, lineups with Mason Plumley work, which has been key for that that Challenge. defense to work. Yeah. Like you you so often gave up something. You you gave up offensive versatility with Plumley and you kind of have to figure out how to, you know, make perimeter defense because he's not a guy you can be a switch switching defense with. Um but they've made that work. But the problem is you have to play drop with Mason Plumley and Trey Young kills drop. We know this. He sure does. So Advantage Hawks. What do the Horn- <laughs> so that's advantage Hawks, but like how do the Hornets counter? Can they get small lineups out there that maybe push the tempo that get the Hawks out of sorts? Can they, you know, like it really comes down to, you know, can Trey basically punish the Hornets out of running what they have been liking to run of late? Yep. Which is plumly out there. Um, also, can and, the Hawks stop the Hornets? I mean, that's the thing. Like the total, like you, you and I are two thirty six and a half. I was gonna say the, the total is gonna be like two forty, and it's yeah. gonna be. I, I don't know who gets the first stop in that game. We will see. Uh, and also, a factor here is that Charlotte is still missing Gordon Hayward with yes. no sign of returning, yeah. and the call and the Hawks don't have John Collins now. John could come back. They've not closed the door on that, but we'll see. I kind of have to assume he doesn't I play for right likely. now. Um, so, like, that's kind of a wash. I think you could argue either way on that, like, as to who loses more with Hayward versus Collins. Yeah. Hayward's been out for longer, so they, they've been more used to that. Right. But the Hawks do have Gallo and uh, Joe Johnson's coming on strong recently. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll I, like the, I, like the, I like throwing the listeners a bone there. Well, listen, he has been. I, I did a little segment on that last night. Jalen uh, was a lot of fun on, on he Monday was evening. Good last night. He he's was uh, good he's last not playing a ton of minutes, obviously, but alas. You know, um, 
I would suggest the Hawks try to figure out how to play the Pacers in the play-in game. I don't know how to make that work, but Listen, Pacers, that's a great uh, matchup for them. They have swept the Pacers this season, so that would be very helpful. <laughs> um, so, okay, now I've, uh, I'm going to ask you to assume again that the Hawks have beaten the Hornets in the 9-10 game, sure. and now they have to go on the road in a 7-8 matchup. Uh, I think I know the answer, uh, but who would who would you not want to play in this in these uh, against the 7-8 on the yeah. road, and also who would you want to play? I think the realistic candidates – to be in that seven, eight game uh, are the bulls, Raptors, Cavs, and nets. Yeah. Uh, if, if it's not the Hawks or the Hornets. So uh, do you have a favorite matchup and a least favorite matchup of, of those teams for the Hawks? I don't think they want to play the Raptors. I, I don't think on I the road, think, on the road, by the way, on again. the road. I don't think you want anything to do with that Toronto team. Um, we talk about like the defense that they can throw at you. The, the, the size I don't like that matchup. Um, I don't think that's a team you want to play in in a winner go home situation because I think their floor is just higher because they are such a consistent performer on the defensive end. It keeps them in games uh, in a way that, like you talk about, like facing Charlotte. If you catch Charlotte on the wrong night where they're hitting from three, like they're they're going to win by twelve, like True. they're going to beat the Hawks. But you're just as likely to catch them on a night where they're average and they're they're not going to stop you either yeah. um like you don't want to face brooklyn like you don't want to face kevin durant in a winner go home situation you no. don't want to face kyrie irving in the winner go home situation but honestly I'd, I'd rather face them than toronto i, I don't like, blame personally. you I, I think that brooklyn's got more talent but uh i i think they, they, I, I think I think Nick Nurse is a better coach than Steve Nash. I think yes. Nick Nurse is a better coach than Nate McMillan, to be honest with you. Um, also having to go have to deal with the border on a quick turnaround because, if, by the way, the Hawks managed to miss the play-in last year and get in the playoffs. But if they are in the nine ten game, mm-hmm. they play on Sunday in Houston as their as their final as their finale. Then they, mm-hmm. then they have to come home or go to Charlotte for a Tuesday game, mm-hmm. and then they, and then they have to go to Toronto on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Which is not like a super quick turn. It's not a back-to-back or anything, but that means you're traveling for five straight days, basically. Yeah. And Toronto's uh, been chilling, game planning for you for yeah. five straight days. So yeah. no matter what, it's a bad matchup. I mean, I guess the other way to put this is like, do you think the Hawks would be maybe not favored, but like, would, would they beat the Bulls or the Caps in us in that in a, in a one game? I mean, obviously it's tough to do on the road, but like, I feel like the Bulls. I think and the those Cavs are the are two very you want. vulnerable. I think those are the two you want. Yes. Right now, Cavs probably number one for me because they don't they have injuries, which is not their it's not that's not their no, fault. No, it's not it's not but, on them. But like if if Jared Allen can't play, and Mobley's and now got an ankle, Mobley's going on. got got a tweak that they just they're so limited offensively when they don't have those. Bigs. Oh, it's it's Garland and Prayer. They have not, I mean, Levert has kind of helped them, but yeah, also hurts them some too. So well, yeah, it's weird. He's he still carries Levert. He um, like he's Go blue. highs, lows, all that stuff. Highs and lows. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think you would. I think the Cavs are number one, and I think you you'd like to see the Bulls. Although the Bulls are kind of having the Bulls kind of given the Hawks some uh, some issues this year when they've played. Like I know some of that was early in the year when the Bulls were the Bulls, but yes. um, not a fun team to play in that situation with DeRozan. But I still think you you know like just if you're talking about coming in on form. I think Toronto is the team you want to avoid. Uh, the Nets, like, look, I get it. They're terrifying because of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But, like, man, they don't scare me right now with 
like how I mean, mediocre they've been on defense yeah. and how sloppy they are on offense. Like it's not like I'm certainly lower on them than, than a lot of people are. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to see Kevin Durant on the other side. I just, no, that's, you, you don't because he, he's going to score 35 on you and, like and, not and break you know, and honestly, because of the Hawks weaknesses, they don't have two guys to guard them. Like no, they, they, don't. they, they don't even hit really one. I mean, they could, they could maybe throw Hunter, Hunter on Kevin Durant, but like, I don't know who guards Kyrie. I truly don't like no. DeLon Wright's only on the team that I could say could guard Kyrie and he's not going to start him. So wow. yeah. that's a whole other preview issue, but like, that's my fear against them. I, sure. I'm with you though on Brooklyn. Brooklyn's got some real weaknesses. I, defensively. I'm not, I'm like, they're like number two in the title odds. And I'm like, no, that's, why? that's why? Like, that's, can I get it? Can I get the Brooklyn Nets? No, well, because people, like, because people let me know the number. I mean, you know, this as well as I do because well, they, sure. they'll take yeah. money. I mean, right. but no, I, it's, especially when you factor in that they are, going to be in the play like they could they could be a one they could be a one and out yeah that's that's, exactly. that's possible like if, exactly. if you're betting the nets title odds right now i suggest not doing that even if no, you believe the nets are going to win the title there are not, ways. it's not going to move once they get into the playoffs right there are better ways to bet that than to do it right now Just wait till they the get the eight seed it doesn't change anything shots about online go to, go to bet online for all of your uh all of your bet all of your betting odds <laughs> and things. Betting needs. uh but no okay so that's i think we're on the same page there i think it's pretty clearly you would want to see if you're the Hawks and you just want to play in matchup, you want to see either Cleveland or Chicago. I, it's I would, Cleveland. I think it's, it's Cleveland. Cleveland too. It's Cleveland um, with lack, lack of experience. Not, not that Chicago has a ton, but like DeMar's been at big games, man. Like they have, like, you know, DeRozan beat the Hawks with, with a big shot this year. Like they, I'd be a little bit afraid of DeRozan. Not that it's just only him, mm-hmm. but in terms of like, trying to guard one of those two teams, it's a yeah. lot easier to guard Cleveland than it is to guard Chicago. Yeah. With their injury. And again, like it's not like the Cavs have had the worst times injuries and stuff but they just they, like they were they had kind of like an inverse of like last year's hawks where they like were outrageous for four months of the season and then have just limped home since then like they've just not been not been particularly good um yeah and so i they're they're the team you want to see in the play-in um and also like i don't feel like you you're you're like oh man we gotta we gotta walk into the rocket mortgage field house like you're not wow you know, chris chris not, manning is fuming right now hey listen our, chris, our our guy mark rickman is furious at you right now that's that's you're not worried Cavs about walking into the artist formerly known, known as the q like you're just not no I, i'm kind of with you on that and listen, you know this is good this is not my most astute analysis in the world but the hawks also with this group have some experience playing playoff games like it's not their first rodeo i mean that's the thing sure. this season's been so frustrating because they have been not what they're supposed to be but they also know Over deep down winter, yeah i mean nice. they yeah exactly they know deep down though that like they've done it i mean that doesn't that doesn't, that doesn't solve everything for sure that i actually reshared the quote today where which will live in infamy if they don't make a run here that you know trey said in november about them being bored uh that did not go over well then it's not going over well now but like at the end of the day, they won't be bored in the playoffs, and you you would assume the Hawks are better than yeah. they've been so far. And like, this is going to be cliche, but like, if you're trying to find a play-in team, you know the Nets are different because the Nets are just the Nets. They've had all the nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, as far as a traditional, more like average play-in team, like you have a hard time finding a more like frisky one than this Hawks team, just because sure. like they this same team made the conference finals basically a year yeah. ago. So uh, anyway. Uh, this is going to be sort of a, a de facto way to ask you about your uh, your takes about the top of the East, but I'll, I'll say it the way uh, it's sort of friendly about the Hawks. Anybody uh, that you would be most afraid to play if they if the Hawks somehow got out of the play got out of the plan, aka who's your uh, who's your favorite team in the East right now? Bucks. Yeah, I'm with you. 
Man, um, Boston. I will say Boston was playing incredibly well with Robert Williams, and now he's not there. yes. Robert Williams' injury is very bad for Boston because it's a lot more Al. We love Al as your anchor. And uh, what, 35 year old Al uh, as your anchor? I'm actually uh, more worried about the fact that they're gonna be playing Daniel Tice. And Daniel Tice is not, is actually not terrible, but like he's not Robert Williams. <laughs> well, no, well, but that's the thing is like you're, you're now instead of going from instead of kind of platooning Al and, and Robert Williams and playing them together some and uh, Grant Williams like a little bit at small ball five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now you're leaning a lot more on Al and Tice and Grant, and it's it's just it's tough, especially especially with the matchups that you have to face in the East. Like it's just not having Robert Williams when you're probably going to have to face one or both of Embiid and Giannis. Like, well, he's also their only, you know, Robert Williams is really good. Number one overall, but like he's their only vertical threat. Because mm-hmm. Al at, is still no, good at Al's his age, but he's, he's not going to be Al, going to the rim. No, he's picking Bob. Or protecting the rim all the time. I mean, he's he's definitely more ground bound. And same with Tice. Tice is not like this explosive athlete. So yeah. they don't have any of that anymore in the pick and roll with Marcus Smart. They don't have the rim protection anymore. Like they're still good, but like I kind of was buying Boston sure. um, as a legitimate contender because they've been the best team in the league for like three months. Like mm-hmm. it's been really that good. Them and Phoenix, but without Williams, like I don't really see it. And I, I have to default to Milwaukee. I don't. Not that I don't believe Miami is pretty good, but like they, I've never, I've never believed in Miami, as you can well attest. I've never ever gotten there, and I, and I kind of felt silly you, this, you this year. Both. I no, kind of felt same. silly this year because, like, I was like, well, I guess I was wrong about the Heat, and I was. To be fair, I was too low on them coming into the year, but like the same questions I had about their offense still exist because if they have a good offense, it's basically they have to play Hero and another guy who can't defend, and then, and then they can't Duncan. defend. Anymore. So it's like once Duncan's on the floor. He's food. Well, there's we the, saw well, it. I think year. I think Hero's worse. To be honest with you, not it, the, the Bucks. The Bucks don't think so. The Bucks, I agree, but there, the there was Bucks that one take game. Duncan and I think put it was last week. Locker last week, maybe two weeks ago. There was that. There was a Heat game where uh, they were shorthanded. Was it was it Philly? I think it was a Philly game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went at Hero. I mean, literally every play. It was it was unbelievable to watch. Yeah. Um, like I, I I didn't watch the game live, and I heard a podcast. Wait, I think it was no. a Duncan. I heard a podcast about it, and I went and watched the fourth quarter. And they weren't kidding. Like they literally. Yeah, won I a think hero that was the uh, was that that was the one where Philly didn't have Harden or Embiid. I think that was the Maxi. Yeah, exactly. It was. And they just like Maxi just when when Tyrese Maxi and like Tyrese Maxi is great. When Tyrese Maxi is just hunting you, it was nuts. I mean, and the fact that they have the two of them who are good offensive players, but they're not like. You know, all due respect to Tyler Hero, he's not good enough on offense to be that that flammable on defense yeah. and get away with it. It's not like Trey Young. Like Trey well, is so good also, on offense that like you can you have to you have to play. Well, it. It's that, and also I think we've seen it's so much easier to hunt a bad wing defender. Yeah, in the NBA, because one, it's easy to get that guy to screen and stay. Um, teams are just built to to have point guards kind of not switch like you're not if you bring like if a wing comes and tries to get trey's man to come screen for him the hawks no we're not switching that right um because you're you're built to to make that adjustment but like teams just like if like those wing spots like you don't you just switch it like you're just supposed to do that and it's schooled into you if you are and especially if you have so like when Duncan's out there, like he's just gonna switch onto Chris Middleton and he's food. 
Yeah, and and, Ma- and Max Drews is like you know Duncan's at least long. Max Drews is like not. I mean, he's he's a little bit more stout than Duncan is, but like the problem is maybe when they have Lowry all the time and he's been out for yeah periods, it'll be better. Oh, he raises the floor a lot, but they can't they can't score without those guys though. Is the problem like no? Jimmy can't shoot from the perimeter anymore, uh, which. I know we made three threes the other night, but like I don't really think that's gonna happen. So yeah, it's not going all the way in the, on Miami. Like I don't, I don't think that that's a team the Hawks couldn't test. I, obviously, Miami would be the favorite in that series. I'm not saying otherwise. Oh, yeah. They have they have home court, all that stuff. But like it would be interesting. And then there's Philly, who the Hawks are not afraid of. Let's just say that. I I mean like I, like if you're the Hawks, you are rooting for the Sixers. Oh, of course. Like, of, of the, the top, top four of the top. Four because they're just, all tied. Just because right you've now, seen you've seen it, they they can't they can't punt it. Like they they, they play drop number one, which Trey loves. Yes. Um, they they obviously this year would be a little bit harder because so they don't have a backup center. Like they have our old fr- they have our old friend Paul Millsap playing the five for like love, love twenty Paul, minutes a night. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, and I mean it might be it's obviously a little bit harder this year because they couldn't hide Trey as easily as they could last year defensively in that series because Harden will pick on him. Yeah, but Harden's right. not the same guy he used to be. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that again, I wouldn't necessarily pick the Hawks in that series. But I, no, I totally agree that you have to you have to be rooting. Also, if they picked off Game One, it would be oh very the funny the vibes oh, would be very, the vibes would be hilarious. Be so funny. Yeah, Trey just has one big game, has like forty six <laughs> in Game One on the road, and it's like everything comes back uh, because it's just mentally like you got to get by that if you're philly and like, well Do- and doc rivers has famously presided over some milks in his rock career divers uh so yeah it's uh interesting enough I-, I think that for sure i would want to avoid milwaukee uh that's not breaking news i i actually don't know who i would prefer between boston and miami i think i probably want right play boston without williams maybe just because the hawks no. are no no then miami not Philly. I think Philly's the right destroyer. Philly's, Philly's the one. I, I, don't, I don't know about Boston. We just talked about how you don't have two guys to guard. Yeah. that. I mean, that's – it's basically so – I, like, I think the Hawks um, – I think I'd rather have – I think on, I might rather have Miami. I Because if nothing else, you're familiar. Yeah. I, I trust Miami's defense more than Boston's now without yeah. Williams. That's, um, well, yeah, but I, but I, but I think that they'd be a lot harder. I think a lot harder for the Hawks to guard Boston than Miami because they just I, don't yeah, have any, I, just, I, I don't have no think they'd have a shot at guarding yeah. so Tatum and Brown and we're um, off the rails, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that, that's sort of a good synopsis of what things obviously we're looking way, way ahead, and the Hawks yes. need to have short term goals, <laughs> they need to actually win. win now, there, there's really no threat of the Hawks not making the play in at this point. Like, I know it's no, like they're in, it is possible by the numbers, but given the Hawks' schedule and the teams behind them, like, you would need the Knicks to go. We have, uh, we have, we have, we have Julius Randle dresses away from the team reports, and, and by the uh, way, they've won four in a row. Like I, it should it should have been over by now. Four games in a row. So like, I thought it was gonna be mathematic by now, and it, it is not because the Knicks keep winning. But like oh at the God. same time, it's the Knicks. They're not gonna keep winning, I don't think. And the Hawks should win at least, I mean, minimum four of these last seven games. Um, we'll see if they can. But uh, yeah, I, I think that we know okay, a little bit. Okay, see Vic Krejci season. Yeah, I I'm not gonna make you do a, a Thunder preview with who me he, here at the end of the podcast. Um, but. Edition. I'm checking the line as we speak at our 14? friends online um, just to make sure that I'm correct about this. Um, it was 13 looking it up. Yes. With um, 
It's right now it's 12 and a half. Ooh. But I'll say this again. The Hawks are on the road in this game as 12 and a half point favorites. The Hawks are 14 and 23 on the road. Yeah. And one more thing here, Robbie. The Hawks also have major injuries. Collins is out. They have three guys listed as questionable, including their starting forwards. Gallinari and Hunter are both questionable. And they're still favored by 12 and a half points because the Thunder, so. the Thunder are missing half of their team and they're already right there. So, right so. Shay shut down for the year just for uh, a little, just, just a small preview. Do it again. Just, um, I did a little bit of the roster last night on on, on Oklahoma City, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read the names here. At the end of the just great podcasting. This, this, this is, is who's fun. out. This is who's out for the Oh, this is who's out. I thought we were going to name the guys who were playing. Oh, that, that's even worse. But I think uh, that's a, I think that's more fun. This is <laughs> this is who's out for the Thunder. Uh, Darius Baisley, Lou Dort, Derek Favors, Josh Giddy, Shakeholders Alexander, Ty Jerome, old friend Mike Muscala, mm-hmm. and Kenrich Williams mm-hmm. are all out for the uh, Thunder and Trey Man questionable. So he might he might play. Um, this is who started for a fun game. This is who started for the Thunder mm-hmm. last night against the Blazers. Yes, it was Vic Krejci, who you mentioned before. That's great. It was uh, Teo Maladon who played forty minutes. Isaiah Isaiah Roby, uh, who is okay, minutes. thirty minutes. Uh, Pokashevsky, forty-one minutes. A bad NBA player right now. And then uh, Aaron Wiggins, not Andrew. Aaron Wiggins, forty minutes. Aaron, Aaron someone... Wiggins. Aaron Wiggins scored twenty-eight points. Uh He's actually been pretty good, and they signed him to a real contract. But Can I ask you uh, a question about that's the starters. Who, who is who is Olivier Saar? Uh, I have a better question than who is Olivier Saar. Please, who is, is Lindy it, Waters? Lindy. <laughs> Lindy? Um, he put I, that, I, I actually, actually know who that is. I but Lindy, I Water, Lindy Waters the third was like a Moe's burrito name from like I, 2007. I, I, because I'm an absolute sicko, and you know this, I actually know who that is, but people should not know who that is. Uh, he where, do, where do you go to school? Uh, he played o- Oklahoma State. Fantastic. Uh, I know you're you're a big college basketball guy. So. As, uh, you know, me, you know me. <laughs> big college basketball. Big guy. pokes guy. Uh, all right, we're off the rails. Robbie, thank you for joining me. Anything you have yeah. to plug uh, other than the usual, or just you just do the usual. You're you're if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, Robbie's Twitter handle is on the screen. Please subscribe on YouTube. That's right very there. very important to do to support you, the podcast. But uh, I'm Robbie, please plug things. I'm a subscriber to the Locked On Hawks YouTube account. Thank you for your service. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, yeah. You can find me on Dime, Uprock, Sports, all that good stuff. The Punt Cast oh. has, has sporadic, sporadic once a month editions Masters, right now. Masters Punt Cast. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Just, Masters Punt Cast is coming. Don't worry. We'll be, we'll be, doing, be on the way. We'll be doing three balls, group vibes. You oh. know how we you know how we do it. Uh, uh, Chip shout, and I will be on. Shout Tom to Chip Patterson, won't. Tom Fernelli. Tom probably won't be on that one. Uh, I'll probably see Chip this weekend in New Orleans for the Final Yeah, four. man. Enjoy. Final Four. Uh, that'll be fun. But yeah, please follow Robbie uh, where we do work together um, sometimes. Uh, most of the time, I'm actually working right now as we're talking, which is not uh, probably advisable, but alas, here we are. Um, You're doing great. As, as for everybody else, uh, again, one more time, Robbie, Dime, all those things. I have mock drafts and power rankings and things that I write for Dime as well. Sure all do. that could be, uh, could be read in the coming days. Please follow this podcast. Subscribe to the show on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. We'll see you all after the game on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.